Dedicated to the survival of American democracy in an increasingly dangerous world, this is Secure Freedom Radio with Frank Gaffney, acted as Assistant Secretary of Defense for International Security Policy under President Ronald Reagan, founder and president of the Center for Security Policy in Washington, D.C., the go-to man for defense and foreign policy issues, joined by the greatest minds in the security policy business, the special forces in the war of ideas at Secure Freedom Radio with Frank Gaffney. Welcome to Secure Freedom Radio. This is Frank Gaffney, your host and guide for what I think of as an intelligence briefing on the war for the free world. The free world has a soft underbelly, I would argue, in the sense that in Latin America, vital national security and foreign policy interests of both the United States and other freedom-loving people are very much in jeopardy as a result of what's happening on the ground in several countries, but most especially in Latin America's sort of main vortex at the moment, the unraveling Venezuela. This country has been a focus of uh, considerable interest and uh, professional activity by our first guest. He is Russ Dallin, the president and editor-in-chief of the Latin American Herald Tribune. He is also the managing partner of Caracas Capital, a man we have turned to with regularity to discuss what's happening in Venezuela and elsewhere in the region, and I'm delighted to do so at the moment. Russ, thanks so much for joining us. Welcome back. Secretary Gaffney, it's always a, a learning and didactic pleasure as we go through uh, the, the week's events. Well, I, I hope that that's a good thing. I'm not never sure what didactic means, but we'll go look it up. Listen, let's talk about Venezuela's um, economic circumstance. You follow this very closely in both of your hats. Talk to us about PDVSA, the um, Venezuelan petro conglomerate, and its condition. This is basically the only product of the country, other, I guess, than uh, the narco-trafficking that takes place there. Is it still in deep trouble? And if so, uh, is there any end in sight? Well, you, you hit the, the nail on the head. The, the, the importance of Venezuela is, is oil. Uh, it's a founding member of OPEC. Uh, it's just a few hours from our shores, so it's historically been a great supplier of oil to the United States. But since the communists took over in, in Hugo Chavez and, and in the, in the Castro brothers, they have decimated the oil industry. Uh, what was once producing 3.5 million barrels a day and should have been uh, closer to 6 to 8 uh, under its program uh, in the last 10 years, with the largest oil reserves in the world, is now producing less than half of that. According to its official statistics for February, it produced just 1.5 million barrels a day. That's down from 3.5. The Venezuelans single-handedly have helped keep the price of oil up because of their incompetence and corruption. It's interesting to me that you use the term communists to describe Chavez and his uh, his team. The, the Cubans, of course, there's no question about that. They have mostly operated under the guise of socialists. Um, is there a distinction there as you see it, or is it having the same essential wrecking effect on the economics and uh, indeed this mainstay of the Venezuelan economy, uh, irrespective of how extreme they are on that uh, political spectrum. 
same bottle, just different label, and uh, it's all marketing. Uh, Chavez described what what he has done to the country as 21st century socialism. It's uh, it's just communism by another name, uh, populism, uh, uh, you know, in the same way. And it, uh, this does call to mind, Rustell, in the uh, comment of Donald Trump, I think it was in his State of the Union address, that um, it isn't that they have misapplied the principles of communism or socialism. It's that they've been executing them brilliantly <laughs> with the uh, absolutely predictable effect. And so how has that now translated into the, the, the sort of broader condition of the economy of Venezuela? We've talked about it over the months, and I can always think that it can't get worse, and yet it does seem to continue to do so. Is that right? It does. And and, and part of that is, is because not only is Mr. Trump's aphorism correct, and, and your mentioning of it correct, but every time they were faced with a decision where they realized that things were getting worse, so they needed to change something, what they did was just apply more of the communism more fervently to double down uh, on it, which has led them to a situation where there's massive millions of people fleeing the country. It's almost like a bomb has gone off or a a war has hit the country. This was once one of the most prosperous countries in Latin America with Western European living standards uh, because of the oil wealth that the country uh, had. And now those people who worked at a job, uh, a great company for 30 years, who are used to enjoying the, a life of success that all of that oil wealth has brought, are now finding themselves in an unbelievable position of being unable to feed their family. Let, let me ask you, uh, because uh, economics was not ever my strong suit, but what are the implications of Maduro having simply said that he's striking three zeros from the face value of the currency? Uh, more uh, voodoo economics. Uh, it's, it's the second time in 10 years that they've had to do that, which basically means that the value of a Bolivar uh, is now one millionth of what it was, um, because they've, this is the second time in 10 years that they've actually had to strike three zeros. That's how fast hyperinflation is going now uh, and how terribly bad the economy is. Yeah. So one of the responses to this that has been brooded is a, a new cryptocurrency called the Petro. What's the story with that, Rustalin? And in particular, we are hearing that the Russians are helping to enable this and that the Trump administration is working against it. What's the state of play? Officially, the United States has banned uh, under the, the Office of Foreign Assets Control at the U.S. Treasury any Americans uh, U.S. companies or citizens from being involved in purchasing the Petro because it's essentially, they don't even consider it a currency, they consider it new loans to Venezuela because it's uh, biggest, I mean, we've never had a, an actual country selling snake oil, but that's essentially what's happening. They've set up a lemonade stand on the front of Venezuela and they're selling snake oil, which is essentially worth nothing in, in an effort to just gain more money. So if, saying it's backed by the full power and reserves of Venezuela, which is the same thing that's backing their currency that they've had, you know, <laughs> that they've just devalued to a millionth of what it was worth in 10 years. Yeah, which is to say it's got no value at all. So against all of this backdrop um, of, of privation and political as well as economic instability, President Trump is headed to Peru uh, for a summit of the Organization of American States next month. 
What do you expect will be on the agenda there? Uh, Russ, I assume Venezuela will feature prominently, and if so, do you have any sense of what's likely to come of it? Yes, Venezuela will feature very prominently. As a matter of fact, Mr. Maduro, as head of Venezuela, has uh, has been blocked from going there by the Peruvians. The new president, they took much pleasure in the downfall of the past Peru president when he resigned last week. Um, uh, but the, the incoming vice president, who has now assumed that uh, presidency, um, has also stated that he will keep the same ban on Venezuela from coming. So they will be discussing the Venezuelan catastrophe in uh, the absence of their leader, Nicolas Maduro. Russ, I know you'll be following it closely at the Latin American Herald Tribune. We will be doing so as well with your help. I look forward to talking with you again in the very near future. Thanks for your time today. Dr. Peter Vincent Pry joins us next. We'll talk about a threat to you and everything you hold dear in the form of the vulnerability of our electric grid and what we best be doing about it right after this. Visit us at facebook.com slash securefreedom with Frank Gaffney.